Welcome to the Transcend Health Podcast, where we aim to entertain, educate, and empower our listeners to move beyond pain and injury. Stay tuned to hear interesting conversations about rehabilitation, movement, strength and fitness, plus lots of advice to get you moving and feeling your best. Hey listeners, it's Duncan here from Transcend and I'm joined by your favourite physio, Ollie. Now, we have a little bit of excitement today because whilst Ollie is usually the dulcet tones, we have an ex-radio announcer, you might recognise this voice, Mr Garth Russell. Oh uh, yes, testing one, two, one, two, we're on, we're on. <laughs> Perfect, such a polished voice, <laughs> looking forward to it. Me too. Um, so Garth, you... Um, have kind of branched out of radio recently, but can you just tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and about what you're doing kind of currently? Yeah, look, a bit about myself is I guess I've always been fascinated by people and all the jobs I've done over the years, both radio, um, acting, um, presenting, lots of interviewing, has been about people and then off the back of a uh, an upbringing that was very much about preventative health. So I had parents who who were very much about treating the cause and not the effect. So as an asthmatic, wee little kid, when I, by the time I was five, they went, we think we need to take him to an osteopath. Mm-hmm. We think he could do with going to a naturopath. And we're talking about 1963, so they were like witch doctors in those days. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that's kind of been my background. And then communication and then sharing messages that I thought were really important um, off the back of enjoying radio for many years but then well by the time I was in my late 50s no plans to retire because I don't enjoy golf which is weird <laughs> uh, I'm not a tower of caravans I thought well what could I do in my next chapter that would bring all those things together and, and I look you know there, there were reasons that I was sort of pushed in that direction but basically the upshot was health and well-being is is paramount like particularly as people get older um, so I thought, yeah, I've got, along with my wife, Suze, who's a coach mm-hmm. and a trainer and an educator, we, we just, it just, you know, you're funny how life can lead you into certain directions and almost push you into corners and here we are. Yeah, nice. So you and your partner, Suze, created this business, Well Beings and Co. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2019, correct? End of 2019. You picked a good time to start with COVID <laughs> a, a, in. Look, a great time to go, <laughs> let's do workshops and presentations, let's get in front of people face-to-face and smash our message. And then we go, well, let's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, no, maybe that's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I was saying to Ollie, and I think I've said to you too, Duncan, it, it kind of what that caused us to do was to go okay well let's maybe let's crystallize what it is that we that we think well-being can be to people and let's put some online programs together so so that that was i mean that was really helpful because we had to get really they they use the word granular mm. about tackling a fairly broad broad topic yeah and uh, it was really helpful in that respect yeah, well, I guess let's expand on that a little bit. Obviously, health is a, a big topic mm, and mm. Um, means a lot of different things to different people. Yeah. So uh, do you, if you can, grab the cloud and try and box it up and tell us, uh, I guess, a bit about what health means to you and well-beings and co. Yeah, well, we, we figured if we took it from a well-being perspective, what makes someone well, mm. 
um, what makes a human being well. We thought, well, and, and you know, we'd researched this obviously, it wasn't just our idea, but we, we looked at the foundations. Mm -hmm. So we looked at the, the physical, we looked at the, 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 the um, psychological, the emotional, the social, uh, and even the spiritual. So there were, we, we figured there were probably four main foundations to well-being. Mm -hmm. And then we thought, well, how can we make that relatable? Given the fact that a lot of those things are, they're sort of interspersed. So in our program, we went, okay, well, let's go, let's look at, you know, mind health. Let's look at um, nutrition and movement in, as physical. Let's look at um, self-care, probably which once again, you know, sort of goes across a lot of those boards. Let's look at um, relationships and communication, which is very social. Uh, and then let's, let's look at, you know, sort of the spiritual side of thing, which really, when people think spiritual, we thought, well, let's, let's go, what is it that people do innately that, it, that is good for themselves? Um, because we, ultimately, we know. And it's, it's kind of delving in, it's quietening in the mind, it's, it's getting back to the basics of, you know, if someone enjoyed as a kid drawing or they just enjoy being in the bush or that to me can be you know, sort of spiritual, can be sort of all sorts of all sorts of things. So so that gave us, as I said, real clarity. And then we thought, well, okay, now we have a, a foundation and a basis to then present to people how they could look after different areas of their, their health and wellbeing. Yeah, that's awesome. So you obviously work with like individuals uh, primarily? Well, it, it's a bit of both, Ollie, because we figured, <laughs> you know, we, we work with teams and we work in businesses and organisations, but they're all made up of individuals. So, so the, the two ways we went about it was, I guess, from a really practical point of view, we, we had to start putting ourselves out there as not experts, but influencers. Yeah. So our whole mission is to go, all right, whether it's an individual or a, a group of people, how do we encourage people to put wellbeing up here? as opposed to down here, because we're really good at not looking after ourselves. We're really good at going, I'll look after someone else. I'll, 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 I'll do that later on. I'll look after me later on. So we, the, the people that come to us as individuals, they probably come to us more from our social, uh, our, our social media side. When we go out to businesses and organisations, that, that's when we sort of say, well, how do you want to look after your team? So there's, it's, it's kind of an exact science. And look, I don't class myself as an amazing marketer. <laughs> there are people out there that probably do it a lot better than me, but it's, it's through having conversations. Yeah. And it's through collaborations, and it's through you know, sort of listening to people. And if there's one thing I've learned over the years as an interviewer, if you listen, mm. people, and you give people a space to talk and express themselves and, and share stories, that's when you can start picking up what what people generally need. And I know you guys do it all the time. You might have someone come in for, you know, with, a, with a bad back, but you've got to listen to, to find out what it is that's caused that. Yeah. What it is that they're not doing habitually, um, you know, behaviourally in their lives that might have led to that, to that issue. So, yeah. you know, we're kind of in that space. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing as well with, um, we use something called motivational interviewing as our primary way of... Um, listening to someone's story about yeah. their, their back pain and things like that and how we can frame that up for them. And it is, it's like, you know, they might have a chronic back problem, but they've got all these other issues that are feeding into it, marriage breakdowns, financial stresses, all these things that you've just talked about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, the, that makes up the entire picture. It's not just about 
the little piece of tissue that's inflamed or bothering them it's this this much bigger picture so yeah it's really nice and I, i've had a little bit of a look through your website and you've got lots of resources on there kind of touching some of these topics if you know you've, we've got a listener um who a lot of our listeners have been to see us and that kind mm, of stuff mm. as well but you know if we've got a listener who's hearing what you're saying like you know i could really I'm interested in my well-being. I'm interested in getting more out of my existence. Yes, yeah. Um, where should they go and have a look? What would you recommend they maybe start with? That kind of stuff. Yeah, look, I, I think um, a conversation is great. And, and I, I'm always up for having a conversation, whether it be over the phone or, you know, when you can meet face-to-face with people is, is great. But it's just that, it's that starting point where they can... You know, sort of maybe talk through what it is that's that they want to get out of life, and, and I guess what we do, as I said, we we, we influence people to sort of go, okay, because I think we can put up with a lot of pain, mm. and I, I don't just mean physically. <laughs> no, you guys yeah. know that better than <laughs> than anyone, and I think sometimes people don't know where to start. And I was saying to Ollie before we started recording that that what we do is is we'll ask people, what's their day like? Mm. How do you start your day? Um, without getting into specifics but you know what sort of habits do you have mm. what do you do on a on a, a daily basis habitually that could be good for you but not might be might yeah. not be yeah so we we talk about behaviors and we go well what if what if you and look i, I we share a lot of stories and i and i there are two stories i'd love to share with you briefly mm. about what i learned around self-care because it's often where we start yeah perfect. It's, the, it's the oxygen mask on the plane you put it on you before you put it on your, even your children yeah which, which is kind of counterintuitive, but it makes sense. Because if we run out of puff, we're not going to be... And look, I've been around for a long time. I've got you know, kids different ages. I've known how tough it can be to, be, you know, to, to live, live life 64 years. I've had a few ups and downs, let me tell you. But yeah. um, I, did breakf- I started doing breakfast radio at the tender age of probably 30. <clears throat> I did it for about um, just over 10 years. And it... It, it put a lot of strain on me physically, emotionally, relationship-wise. Breakfast radio was really hard yakka. And then years and years later, I had the opportunity to go back and do it again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> At what, 50, I think I was 57. Okay. So you imagine the alarm bell started ringing. I'd go, well, I, I, I would write, rather my marriage not you know, fall in a heap. I would rather not, not sort of be physically drained and in my, you know, mid to late 50s that was a that was a possibility so i had to think really long and hard about how i was going to handle it i wanted to do it it was something i love but i didn't want it to you know take that toll on me so i decided if just about every day five days a week i'd get up a little bit earlier and i'd meditate Mm. and just calm my mind and prepare myself for it and then at the end of the day or you know sort of in the afternoon i'd do half an hour of exercise or, or movement and at the end of those three years, and it was originally going to be four months, it ended up being three years. At the end of those three years, I was actually fitter than when I'd started. Mm. I was really proud of the, the, the level and the consistent energy that I had getting up, going on air every day at 5.30, and then and just being there for my listeners. Yep. But I also was there for my family, for my friends. I mean, I didn't not get tired. You know, breakfast radio, it's a bit like being jet-lagged yeah. 24 hours a day. Yeah. And then one other, so that, that was great, I went self-care. That, that was a decision and that worked. So it, it, it's a no-brainer. And then when I left radio, I thought, well, <clears throat> what do I want to do 
that's going to be good for me on, on different levels. And I didn't realise until I started doing it over three years ago. Every Saturday morning I go down to Merriweather Bards with a bunch of blokes, they're all around my age mostly, old guys. Um, we, go, we do our laps, get there about six o'clock in the morning, we do our laps, we get out of the water, we talk a bit of rubbish, mm. we go and have a coffee, talk more rubbish, and then we all go home, they're like 30. That one simple thing I do every week, when I talked about all those different, you know, the different foundations of well-being, that I, I realised that they ticked all those boxes. Mm. It was good for me physically, emotionally, psychologically, socially, mm. even spiritually. Because yeah. you get you go down there in the middle of winter, <laughs> and you do your first lap, and you go to the end of Merriweather Baths, and the steam's coming off the water, and you're kind of frozen, but you're in nature. And you're watching the sun come up. Yeah. I, I challenge you not to feel something yeah. that you can Well, that could be what do you, what do you want to call it, spiritual or whatever. It's it's a complete connection yeah. with something as simple as nature. So they're the sort of stories. They're the sort of things that we we share with people. It's not rocket science. Mm. We generally, if we're in tune with ourselves, we know what to do. Mm. Um, we just help people get there and then and then refer them to people like you guys. Yeah. When they go, okay, yeah, I do need to do something physically about myself. Yeah, yeah. Go to yeah. Transcend Health. Go and go and start doing yoga. Go and see a, a naturopath. Yeah, yeah. Go and see a GP if you're going. Actually, I've actually realised I do need to look after my, you know, my more conventional health. Yeah, yeah. I do have some more serious things yeah, going on that yeah. should be addressed as well as yeah. the other. Parts yeah, of it. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's what I, I, I really like. You take a obviously. We're physios, we have a gym, we get people moving yep. and all of that. So we dive quite deep down that pillar, right? Yeah. And we try and support bits and pieces of the other things, um, you know, using a biopsychosocial model of healthcare rather than a traditional um, pathoanatomical one, which we've talked about on this podcast before mm. what they are. Um, I'm, all, I'm all over that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. But <laughs> it, it, it's, it is what you're already talking yeah, about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, Having, um, you know, the bio is the biological things that are going on, the yeah. inflammation, the injured tissue. Right, yeah, right, so it's, right. it's, it's easy to grasp. It's easy it, to grasp. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the psychosocial side of it, you know, what's motivating the person, what's making them happy, what stresses that they're under. And then the social, what support networks do they have? Yeah, yeah. Where do they feel connections? That kind of stuff. So, you know, we have this environment here with our group, um, classes where people do form connections and they have their space and they feel safe here and supported um, but primarily we are focusing on that movement pillar yeah. of health and, yeah. and that's why I really like working with people like you guys at Wellbeings and Co who are taking a more sky high approach on well, what are these other factors and you pick away at, at people hear their stories and yeah. and then go yeah well cool here's some ideas or you know you found what they like and yeah you know, yeah we'll start delving down these these pillars a little bit more and, and dig a little bit deeper yeah it's really, really cool. yeah yeah and 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 for people that don't know i mean it's one thing for them to say all right i need to go to a physio i need to get that sort of that sort of help people don't necessarily automatically know mm. where to go and the great thing is i've got to give you guys a, a huge plug is i've worked with both you ollie and and luke mm. and you know, I'm, I'm not going to direct people that we work with to just anyone and go, I'll try, try this. I'd, I'd much prefer to, to work with people and collaborate with people who I know, you know, 
build a connection. Do it really well and have that, yeah. that personal connection. Yeah, Absolutely. It's really important. And that, that's where they start to sort of interweave in a sense as well, right? I mean, exercise in many areas of the world and, and people's lives become woven, as you described with your morning yeah. um, bath session, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, your, your physical is intertwining with your Absolutely. social. Uh, and in with your psychological and your spiritual as well. And, you know, you see that in so many different sports and exercise in general. People would go for a walk with their dog, right? I mean, it's not a personal connection, but there's another connection there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or walk with, with a friend or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or they'll go for a run or they'll play tennis. I know you're a bit of a tennis fan. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> well, that's why I came to see you because I, yeah. I had a nasty, uh, nasty fall. But I'm curious, I guess, I, I've just got a little question for you. Yeah. You've obviously been thinking about this sphere for a long time growing mm-hmm. up with those kinds of things that you mentioned before as yeah. well. And you've seen a number of clients as well as part of your business. Do you see sort of some critical things or some very common things that people are struggling to grasp or uh, are very common as key things that they need to be thinking about? Yeah, I I think it gets back to they need to be thinking about themselves because, as I said before, we live in a world where we're not encouraged. Self-care is sometimes seen as being selfish, yeah. Well, you talked about behaviours, right? Yeah, like a lot yeah. of what you do is yeah. sort of assessing behaviours yeah. and what you're doing on a day-to-day. And, and I don't want to get too deep, but I, but I think what I observe sometimes is, is people don't... It's a self-worth thing sometimes as well, where people think, oh, I'm not... You know, am I worth looking after? You know, mm. and, and I mean that on some sort of level, but, but I guess what we do by encouraging people to look after themselves and do those things, you start... You start realizing you are worth it. You start realizing that you, you, we do deserve to enjoy our lives. And I guess what, yeah, to put a really broad sort of brush over it, we're just helping people get more enjoyment out of life. Mm. I know that sounds very altruistic and almost, you know, sort of a bit airy fairy, but but when you think about why you do what you do, whatever it is, and if you're looking after people on whatever level, ultimately you want people to walk away feeling better yeah. for having had some sort of interaction with you. For sure. So for us, it's that holistic. And that has a knock-on effect too, as we were chatting before and you described that, you know, like if you're feeling really good yourself and mm. you're, you're feeling confident and worth something yourself, yeah. you're much more likely to, to have a knock-on effect with people in your social surroundings and then care for them better yeah. should that be necessary as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a really great thing. Because there's a lot of, peop- there's a lot of things that stop people from doing things that are good for them. But I think when you start and when you start trying to unlock what that is, when you start saying, "Yeah, but this is not just for you. Yeah. This is going to benefit your family, your friends, the people you work with." And I think ultimately we do want to look after something bigger than ourselves, yeah. but we've got to start with ourselves. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's it's kind of a no-brainer. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for coming in and having a, a good chinwag with us. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah, if it's people want to find you, I know you've got the website, you've got a good strong social media presence. Yep. Um, where's best to find you? Look, just go to the website. You can contact us. You can sort of send us an email. I, I, I don't hide my, <laughs> my, my mobile number from anyone because I, you know, as you can tell, I love a, I love a chat. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm more than happy for people to pick up the phone and just just ring me perfect you know it's yeah. that's sometimes the simplest way i'm an old, old fashioned guy that you know let's have a chat yeah <laughs> sometimes it's just the easiest way <laughs> to go it really, about it really, so. it really is 
Thanks for listening to the Transcend Health Podcast. Please share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss out on future episodes.